just, um, I don't know, man. He clicked for me. My dad had the Live Without a Net, that first 5150 uh, St. Van Hagar tour um, DVD. And the energy, I mean, the energy, the precision at which Eddie played the notes. And there was just something, something real and honest about it. And yeah, I was just immediately hooked. I'm your host, Arch Madness, along with me, producer Greg Hansberry. What's your, up, brother? Uh, am I your Wolfgang to you your You know, I don't pup? really have, I didn't have a second one, because we are dealing with a part two. <laughs> two. A part two to Vinyl Analysis. Justin Young and uh, Tommy McCullough from Black Coffee hey, uh, hey. joining us, and we've just been, we, we had so much fun that we really didn't even get to Van Halen 2 yet. All right, so it, I figured- It's fun when you could just- Talk about rock and roll and guitar gods, and look over at the timer and be like, "Holy shit!" You know what's fun? Thirty minutes is we have someone in the studio with us right now who was also a part of Vinyl Analysis. He was a Vinyl Analysis alumnus. Is that what they call that? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. returning guest, Uh, friend of the show, one cast Wagner, who really uh, and Ross Wagner was, and he's uh, the sales manager here at QFM ninety six. But we had a really good show because Ross was at that infamous. Uh, Who's show yeah. in Cincinnati? Check out the, oh, the uh, vinyl it's a real, live yeah, analysis Ross archives. Ross was at that show, guys. You survived? Yeah. He did. He did. He did. Um, so, but you uh, need the badge. You can hear the whole episode in our archives at Vinyl Analysis um, um, at, uh, on iTunes, QFM96.com. It's a cool story. I mean, it really he, he is, talks man. about being there and... The Who coming on in the encore and just like I mean, but the part about the elevator with the paramedics yeah. and the and the firemen trying to get in and then they knew something was going on and the whole thing before smartphones and the radio station. This is why broadcasting is so important. Telling the people, hey, yeah. on their way home from the concert, call your parents. Call your Do parents. It. Do it. So Do it three times. A, it's a great. It was a great story, Ross. Hey, I'm here to see Black Coffee. He's here to see Black Coffee. <laughs> He's not here to hear any of that fluff. He is here. Oh, that's Fuck right. all that noise. And he is the cat that's going to be with uh, Mike Dorsey and myself on that uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock uh, when you guys kick off that day oh, yeah. at Hell Sonic yeah. Temple. Sonic I, Temple. I, it's it's going to be awesome. Say that, give more details on that to our listeners. Yeah, what's the team? Yeah, go ahead, what? fellas. Go ahead. Uh, Saturday, May 18th, 2 p.m., main stage, Sonic Temple, be there or be you can't square. see it without making the hand sign. It's a square. square. That's the uh, Monster Energy main stage. 1983. Oh, Monster Energy. Let's see. There you go. 1983 Motley Crue at the Us Festival. Oh, Listen, I'll take I'm it. I'll take Boys. it right now. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm, oh, yeah. I'm picturing. All right, here we go. Let's get into Van Halen 2. Dos. And as I, as I told uh, Justin in the emails, uh, kind of a loose format. That we have here. So we'll get into Van Halen 2. We'll get into Van Halen 2. Drinking beer. But I really, I'm excited to uh, pick the the brain, uh, especially of you, Justin, when it comes to Van Halen and everything. Now, we're going to talk about Van Halen 2, released March 23rd, 1979. There were three singles uh, on this album, Dance the Night Away, Somebody Get Me a Doctor, and Beautiful Girls. 
Um, and I should also mention that Dance the Night Away was Van Halen's first top uh, 20 U.S. hit. Yes, sir. As, really? as successful was- as, as Van Halen won was, uh, they were looking for that. And they got it. They didn't get it till later in 1984 with Jump as far as the number ones and stuff like that. But this was the first... Uh, this was their first top 20 hit. Yeah, and the cool thing is, I guess, timing-wise, we're a couple weeks past their f- the 40th anniversary of this, so that's cool. Bef- you bef- know, and Before we get to the album itself, Justin, I want to know what Eddie Van Halen means to you. <laughs> well, and, and then I want to know, and I want to know right, what so Alex means to Tommy. <laughs> well, I want to know what Alex means to Tommy, because well, yeah, it's so something that gets, that gets forgotten, <laughs> well, and, and, and how... Where Alex sits, listen. As Alex, far as on the Mount Rushmore oh, no, no, of drummers, no, no. you, you talk about you, Eddie. I, Eddie. I, no, no, no. I, I can do Eddie. No, no, no. I got Alex. Before let's just recap, let's just recap. I, I will say, I will that, s- that Justin is the guitar player right, for yes. Black Coffee. Yes. Of a, a local well, hopefully band they listened to that first episode. Well, we it was never know. You always awesome. got to really. yeah. people, people have the shortest <laughs> attention spans. Yeah. So you, you're a guitar player for a band that's really kicking ass here in town, and. Clearly, Eddie's been one of your influences throughout your life. Well, thank you. Um, you know, uh, I will say yes. Um, when I was growing up, um, you kind of have two categories, either hate your parents' music or really like it. <laughs> and I lucked out and really liked mine because oh, my parents... mine love mine. My, <laughs> yeah, my parents love... I mean, they listen to really great music, and the two guys that really, you know, did it for me um, was not anything to do with my last name, but Angus Young and Eddie Van Halen. And Eddie just, um, I don't know, man, he clicked for me. My dad had the Live Without a Net, that first 5150 uh, St. Van Hagar tour um, DVD. And the energy, I mean, the energy, the precision at which Eddie played the notes. And um, there was just something something real and honest about it. And, um, yeah, I was just immediately hooked. And the funny thing about, um, the funny thing about Van Halen 2 is that we actually, um, one of the few Van Halen songs that we've ever covered, um, and I don't want to jump too too ahead of the ball game here, but um, it's a deep cut off this album, and it's um, Women in Love. Oh my God! Yes, yes. yes. Oh my God! Yeah. Justin, get ready. Get ready. Is that, your, is that your favorite That's Van Halen song? That's my all-time favorite Van Halen song. Dude. Oh. And, 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 and Justin, now he, listen to this, bro. I got something yeah. for you. have to give you a private performance when yeah. you come to the band No, you wait. You, but you, check this out. So as crazy as Van Halen is, and, yeah. and as amazing of a guitar god that Eddie is, this is not the song that you would think that most Van Halen fans would pick. No. This is my favorite Van Halen song, and it has been forever and ever and ever. Are you ready for this? Please. Back in the day, we had Valerie. Oh, here's we the had, story. Oh, here it is. Here's the story. We Tell had me Valerie, about good old Val. We had Valerie Bertinelli on what was called the Wags and Elliot show back in the yeah. day. Oh, yeah. So they kind of shoved me up to the forefront. They're like, Arch, we know this is like, I, I had a crush on Valerie, like everybody else did in, in the late seventies and early eighties. If I'd have lived in the late seventies and early eighties, I would too. We had a, we had a crush on say, her, and we and also. I remember thinking how crazy it was Elvira. that Eddie and her were dating at the time. Yeah. So anyway, Valerie comes on. I forget what she was pushing, and this was right at the time when they had kind of mended things with with Dave. So this has been almost 15, 16 years ago. Uh, well, what it would have been. So this is yeah, two thousand four. I'm trying to think. So 2005 or 2006 is when they finally got back with Dave. Regardless, we're talking to Valerie Bertinelli, and she says, "Do you know what my me and her were just having this back and forth." Yeah. She goes, well, Archie, do you know what my favorite song is by Van Halen? And I said, I only hope that it's my favorite song, Valerie. 
And she said, women in love. That's why. And I said, Valerie. Dope. Oh my God, that's my favorite song. So then I thought that was it. Like we're that's gonna, awesome. Like we're going to hook up. Like this is going to fuck her marriage up, my marriage up. But it's cool. My, 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 my boys would totally understand. Like right. 20, 20 years from now, they'd be like, dad, yeah, you had to kind of yeah. do that. You had one option. So, so yeah, Valerie Bertinelli, <laughs> myself, list, you know? yeah. myself yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, Justin, Women in Love. Well, we're in why, why? Company. Is, it, is it the harmonics at the beginning? Because well, it's, it's a mid-tempo song. It's a mid-tempo at the beginning song. just makes me cream my pants. For me, well, it was summer. It For that's me, it was they, summer. Well, and it, that, it's dude, summer to okay, me. You're gonna, okay, let's to hold me. on, because I am <laughs> literally, you're bringing up like everything. And with Go, this, Justin. You're the guest. Dude, I'm saying, with the summer thing, with Van Halen, people usually talk about 1984, maybe Diver Down. To me, it's Van Halen too, dude. And Diver Down's a party It's Dude, that's all. It's a party album. That's all. That's, that's another episode. See, see, Van Halen 2 starts the party when everybody's in the summer mood. Yeah. And then Diver Down like finishes the party when everybody's in Two the Two albums mood. later. It's just like yeah, they had this little interlude of just anger and flashness. And I don't want to talk about it because we'll be here all day. Why <laughs> so, do you like it though? But summer, so, there's a summer vibe with that It's a summer vibe. Song. And with that, so Van Halen 1 had this sort of um, fire balls in your face guitar tone that Eddie never went back to. He only had that tone for that Eruption. one record. Yeah. And it was great. And a lot of people, a lot of listeners loved it. Eddie, it wasn't his, that wasn't his thing. He was, cl- he was like, eh, it was good for that, but this is really what I want to do. So when they went back in the, studio um it's a famous thing that happened is that van halen recorded van halen 2 in three weeks it was done in three fucking weeks so you imagine in 1979 them going in there as a full band as you do everybody plugged in everybody playing at the same time like they went in there recorded it like a live band and it's one of the things that i bring up to tommy so much is that when you put that original you know van halen 2 record on for some reason that album it's different than Women and Children First, Fair Warning, Van Halen, one, all of them. When I listen to Van Halen 2 on vinyl, it sounds like Alex Van Halen's in my fucking living room. Yeah. Literally like it's there. just it's just like he's it's just like they're right fucking there. So the brown tone quotes and quotations was invented on this record. It was a much more um dialed back tone, a much more simple, just kind of straightforward sort of a thing. And for that song specifically, not really a crazy guitar solo. Um, his counter melody of of the no, guitar what's that? Talk, riff. Talk to the talk to so, so talk, counter tell melody us what is, that is, is, is for all of us good nerds. I'm putting right. I'm hiking my glasses up here. <laughs> yeah. Is that you know when we're talking about melodies, you typically think of the singing, the I got black, I hit right. the sack, you know the the nip. But then when you have Another instrument in rock bands, it'll be the guitar, or maybe in jazz, it'll be a sax or something. They have something lying underneath of it, and underneath them, it's a counter melody. So it's something that gets in stuck into your head, and something that you can sing along to, but it's not necessarily what the singer's singing. So when you hear in "Women in Love," so when you hear well, really quick, just to, to finish the, the the point is, is that when you hear "Women Women in Love," yeah. the main guitar riff is "Wow." And that's throughout the entire song. Right. That that's the part that's of that song not that I, really, and I'm not I'm a drummer, so I don't know jack shit about he can hardly count to four (laughs) sometimes he counts to five skips three and then comes back to two and a half two four five two and a half (laughs) right that's tom that's tom he'll do that really 
But we'll, no, no, and and well, counter melody. That's so cool, man. Is that? And before we get to Tommy, because I, I want to talk about the the drums on this record, especially yes, Out of Love again. When I think about like some of the yeah. things that that Alex was doing, <laughs> oh, when, when you're oh, approaching, so. do you think about shit like that when you're writing songs? I mean, is that is that something you it's, think about? And 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 really, what? How does it work for you guys? Do you is it one of those deals where you come with a riff, you know, and Ehab has like throws lyrics down, or does Tommy and how how does this all work when you guys? It's is all there, well, it's it's <laughs> definitely Tommy's the the brain behind the band. He's the David I write Grohl. everything on piano. So what it, what it ha- what happens is is that at least on the first record, um, there's a couple songs um, that I came to the band with that were pretty much done. Um, uh, classic example, if you've heard our record, Hurricane. Um, that's our that's our Everybody, like show yeah, opener. That's staple. not look and, and not you know I'm not trying to be a dick. That's not my favorite song on the record. Do you know how many people say that's their that's favorite the, that's song? That's, oh, that's yeah. their favorite song. But that's, oh, that's the coolest thing about us, man. Is that that's that's my when I when people compliment <laughs> us, that's what I like the most. And the thing that's most humbling is people say like. Everybody's different songs, different. The Traveler's behind you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, oh my that, God. That's another big he, he turns everyone onto that song. That's Ross another does. big one. That's, that's, that song turns, my shit. That was one of the first ones that kind of tripped my trigger, too. But Hurricane, so I went to Berkeley College guy. of Music <laughs> for a minute, and I played with a lot of really fucking awesome musicians. Nobody, nobody could play that fucking song. I'm like, no, no, dude, just just get this. Just do good do and they're like, uh, I can't, you know, can't really quite find. I tried to jam that fucking song and that riff with every other drummer, every other kid, nothing. And then I come back home, and this fucking guy who I left in the first place to go to fucking school, right. and I'm like, hey, just do this, and he starts fucking doing do it, and then doing his own shit over it. It starts being a fucking perfect thing, and then so take one was a combination of. Um, me bringing shit to the table and us working a song around Ehob because he's a multi instrumentalist too. He plays piano, he plays bass. He recorded. I can't bass wait on for the, the piano, like yeah, album dude. two or three. Oh yeah, I can't no, wait no. for you guys. I to told make him that I said album two. It's going to happen. Saying, no, no, no. It's I keep, I keep saying, I keep saying, album two is going to be dope. The third album will be like a double Use Your Illusion 2 because we have so much fucking shit. Like we can't but how are you stop writing now, writing. though, Justin? I mean, it's, what's the, what's the story now? It's, I mean, you, it's take a, one's a whole different thing. That was the first one. Sure. That's that's that was so, you had songs. But where are we at now? It's, this, it's 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 the same but different, I guess. It's <laughs> like he had Ehab will come. He did like the same thing. He'll come with his shit. And he'll have a vision for it, and then we'll put our take on it, and it sounds different than what he does, but it sounds like black coffee. Right. You know what I mean? Which is the same that's thing so that just cool, keeps man. happening. Oh, that's the exciting the, part. Basically, the way I explain it is one of the three, Nick, Justin, or Ehab, mostly, you know, Justin and Ehab, but Nick's starting to bring shit to the table because he's the newest member, which right. is fun. Um, but one of them three brings something to the table. They have an idea of how they want it to do. You know, I throw a complete wrench into the system fuck everything up <laughs> and then they have to rewrite the song around that you grand funk it look and it's, it's no i bill ward that shit yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm Tommy, with that continue shit. your thought but as much as people are attracted to ehop's voice and, and it, justin's it guitar and we, it, and we that get that too. we get that and justin it's it, it, it's awesome man you, you've got it okay. you've got it you need a guy like this crazy motherfucker over here it's always the drummer 
it's always the drummer. You can't not who have Keith it. Moon. You were talking the biggest the crazy motherfucker. behind you there. But I'm just saying, it's always that guy. No, Tommy, your playing is amazing, and, and I'm not. We're, we're all slobbering all over each other, and I get that. And you oh, guys yes. already people didn't get really here to talk about what I meant to you guys growing up as far as a, <laughs> a broadcaster. But oh, but it, no, it but this, you need influence. a guy like you, man. You need a guy. Every great band. Any of the iconic bands have that big personality drummer who plays like he acts. Oh, yeah. And that's you, man. Oh, yeah. You See, do it. So so basically the way it was when I was a kid was like my dad has played drums for like 30 years. So he taught me everything I know. He's your hero. He, he's, he's, he's basically your hero, my hero. He right still Ain't nothing wrong with that, dude. kicks my ass at drums, which Not is funny. true. Not true. Oh, no. It is 100% true. That you guys are different. That man... No. We may be different, but that man destroys me at I've seen him hit it, and he hits it, dude, but nah. Okay, so your number four is better than number three. I'm just saying. All all I think about when when I'm playing drums is my dad, like, because my dad started teaching me to play drums when I was like three. And he's like looming over me, and he's like, "Don't hit like a bitch." And I'm like, "Okay, I got it." So the whole time I play drums, I'm like, "Johnstown coming, don't hit like a bitch, don't hit like a bitch, boy." It's all right. I'm, I'm, dude, come on. But, what has two thumbs and it's from Marietta? Right Listen, this <laughs> guy. Right there, I mean, yeah, that guy. You can Appalachia me, see, bro. country boy connection right there. Wow. But, uh, so, looping it all the way back into Van Halen. Yeah, too. I want to know what Alex meant to you. Dude, Alex, Alex is huge. Like, he is everything a drummer should be. Like, and I, I'm speaking Van Halen too, Alex, you know, of course. Absolutely. Um, because with Sammy, it gets a little it's, electronic. It's and a I'm not. Little, and I, that's the first album. Don't get me started, okay, boy. Okay, let's just. Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, little pound cake uh, drum tone for you. No, I'm, with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. That'll wet the whistle. Here's the deal. So, Alex Van Halen plays Ludwig drums. I play Ludwig drums. He plays pasty cymbals. I play pasty cymbals. He plays 26-inch bass drums. I play 26-inch bass drums. Like, he is one of, like, three drummers on Earth, including Bonham, that has that combo. So, like, when I was growing up as a kid, my dad was like, okay, so here's this band Van Halen. Here's the echelon of drummers. Right, right. here's this band Van Halen. How did he rank them for you? And the drummer is Alex Van Halen, and he is a god and will be treated as such. Because we slobber all over Eddie. Oh, my God, We really do. And and the drummer, Alex is the man, Alex is the fucking man. And the thing with Alex is like, and and we we bring this into the fold a lot because I suck at drums, but he, he, like, when you listen to Alex play drums, he is on the edge. Like every second he's playing drums, you think it's just going to completely lose its, it's shit. It's going to fall apart. And it's it going to fall does. apart. Well, but he somehow again. saves it. Somehow it yeah. just comes Moon, back in. Right? Yeah. Exactly like uh, he, or, or Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. He doesn't get a lot of credit. I like but that talk. Like, you know, he, like. Satan? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tommy. But uh, is it maybe? Satan? All of those dudes are on the edge of like fucking the whole song up, but then they save it at the end and you're like, holy It's like falling down the steps and laying it on your feet. (laughs) And that goes back to what we were talking about in uh, episode one. (laughs) Right? There was an episode one. We've been here the whole time. We're we're getting to episode three. We're talking about guitar. You know, talking about like the Joe Bonanamasas who are very smooth. Bonanamasas? very smooth and tight versus like your Keith Moons and, and what's well, a looser type yeah, vibe? And, oh, and, yeah, and they're still they're still gods. Oh yeah, and just in their own uh, 
charismatic way, and it's what what you know what what drives you, you know, like, what gets like, you off. No, no one, no one can play as sloppy and clean yeah. as Alex right. at the same time. Like you know, when you watch when you because I've you know especially since I've because I've been playing with Justin since I was like what 15, 16? yeah, about sixteen, somewhere in that area. But you know. I always loved Alex Van Halen. I always loved his music. But when I met Justin, he was like, dude, like, no, Van Halen is like up there. Like, you got to start watching this shit. So we were watching live videos and you watch Alex play drums and you're. That was a burp. It's all right. It's all right. We're going to keep that. We're going to keep that. Have a couple boos. That's the way we like our drummers. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, Wait, Cherry Coke. That's what it's their version. But he, so when I met Justin, he was like, dude, you need. So we started watching all of these Van Halen live videos. And the, Alex is just a monster. He is. He's crazy the whole time. He's just going balls to the fucking wall. And, you know, Eddie's just standing there like doing his thing, you know, tapping or whatever. And Alex is just going crazy the whole fucking time. And I was like, that's who I want to be. You know what I mean? I want to be the wall of hair behind the wall of drums, you right. know, that's just wailing the shit out of everything. He also played a tour with a neck brace. Yeah. By yeah. the yeah. way. Yeah. So, so, so you got to yeah. add like 100 points for hard ass. He's hardcore, <laughs> man. Because he, he is fucking hardcore. He like, is. Well, it's cool. If you watch, um, I'll give you a little homework, if I may. No, please. I'm going to write this um, down. So <laughs> as, long as, you, you hey, as back, long as you watch the Rock Doc Attack of Life, I will. the Bang Tango Attack movie. We're in. Here we another reference. This is shorter, Talk all right? So you look up Jamie, or uh, yeah, it's Jamie's Crying, the okay. music video, mm. okay? Um, which they did like three or four music videos kind of set up on the same stage in the same clothes and everything. <laughs> you watch that first drum fill and you watch like the way that Alex Van Halen hits the drums and plays the drums, I want you to watch Alex Van Halen and tell me that does not look like Tommy. Just Fair the enough. way, just it, the it way that enough. he smacks the enough. drums, no, the way that he... I got you. It, I went back like after we were playing together for a while, you know, on my THC brain, and I was watching <laughs> the... I was watching that. I was like, oh, I had to rewind it a whole bunch. I was like, fuck, that looks like Tommy. It blew my mind. There's something about Tom that, to me, like... He's like a combination of Bonham and Van Halen and Ward and Baker and all these fucking guys that like they just don't drummers don't really necessarily it's a it's a it's an approach to the instrument. They don't really approach it the same way where like as, as they used to back in the day. Yeah, Tom, you know, like, like, you drummer, do, like drum, Tommy, you do. Drummers you do. used to, drummers Ross, used to fucking, uh, they it's, used to it's, fucking it's attack watch. the drum set. You like, attack when you, it, bro. When you used to hit the fuck out of the it. They went after the fucking drum set. Like, and they, and like, dude, was and falling back, apart. Like, try right. to tell this guy to fucking play with triggers. <laughs> like, there's fucking guys out there that's like, oh, well, it sounds the same and it sounds perfect every time you hit it and it never changes and this and that. The other thing, Tom's like, yeah, that's the fucking point. It changes based on the way that you fucking hit it yeah you know what i mean like i want to i want my drummer to sound like not i don't want to say my drummer i want my the <laughs> i want the drummer. Drummer. He, i want I'm, I'm your guitar drummer. Okay. Okay. Right. He's, he's, he's your guitar player, guitar player. Okay. Okay. Drummer so, for like seven <laughs> years now so try dude it is impossible for me to play with another fucking drummer now like literally <laughs> right when you talk about eddie and alex that's the cool thing about like me and you not to fucking toot my own horn but like we're not related, but like there used to be a time where we would end songs and we would do the last kind of couple hits or this and that and the other thing, and I'd have to watch him. Now, even though it's different every night, I can just fucking feel it. I don't have to look back at him and know when I have to hit the hit or do this and end the song. Like, 
I don't know. It's, it's weird. Well, I'm sure Eddie and, I'm sure Eddie and right. Alex have that too, guys. Oh, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. they do. Because like, their... when you watch them, like a uh, perfect example is he turned me on to the the live video of the Donington performance. Uh, what was that like eighty three? No, no, no the the Van Halen one. Oh yeah, oh the US Festival eighty four. Or no, 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 the US no, no, Festival. No, 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 it was it was England. It was when they were going. It was ACDC it just the and Van Halen were shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that was just Donington in England. That was the the you were looking at the interviews, but the their only live pro shot footage of that. Performance was hot for teacher. Was hot for teacher, and that shit is fucking crazy. Cause like they were shitting on each other, pretty hard. Well, so basically, if anyone's ever not seen this video, it's it's a whole video compilation of these different interviews of ACDC versus Van Halen, and it's fucking it's it's crazy. Cause like nowadays we think of those two as like god level you know they're right. they're equals and they're just shitting on each other so bad like <laughs> acdc is calling van halen a pop band and van halen <laughs> shitting on acdc dave's like, like well the competition will be decided on who can play eddie's solos the best yeah <laughs> and i'm like i'm like <laughs> you know what i mean like, I'm like i could dave, never yeah. i could never have the balls to say that about no. angus young like holy no. shit but uh but you at the end of that video is a video of uh, van halen doing hot for teacher live at Donington, and that shit is just crazy because like they're that shouldn't work as well as it could as, that, as and well that as it intro does. and how about you know, that how about <sighs> that to start a song that iconic with the drums man see i mean that's that's amazing here we go i told you guys we'll barely touch van halen too <laughs> we're gonna go all over the place yeah. but to, to hear that that intro I mean, as a drummer, man, so that's, that's you, the you, shit. You, you want, you want that's to know, the shit. You want to know the terrible part is most of that was played on a drum pad, yeah, like an electric pad. It started going that way, man. But and they started singing about love too. But we're yeah, not. Yeah, that's yeah, for no. another show. Well. So well, why but, can't it be well, love, man? Because yeah. he he's a, he's a hate, he likes Van Halen. It depends so. on what mood hey, I'm in. Don't dude, I can appreciate him. I can appreciate But as David Lee Roth said. On the Joe Rogan podcast, as he said, Sammy sings about love, but Joe, what did I tell you in that first album? I ain't talking, talking about, about love. love. <laughs> and that is exactly right, Dude, that was man. the most mic drop fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one of the hardest shit I've ever always seen. said that. I said... The, the Sammy stuff, and it's great, and you brought up the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, and, and that's a great There's record. Oh, my God, this, that's a great record. I could record. sit and, here and talk to you about Van Halen 3 for a fucking hour. I, 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 there are songs on there I don't hate. There's songs know, on there dude, I don't hate, because Justin. he's got some fucking riffs, I know, dude. I know, I know, I know, Fuck, I know. Uh, it's so, riffier than you remember. I, I, I wasn't totally anti that. And I'm a yeah. Dave guy, but dude. but I, I I see where there. Do we catch shit? It was already. He's already. It's on. It's on tape. It's I done. know. I we kind of said done. we didn't hate dude, Van Halen three. You go listen to the guitar solo in one I want right now and fucking tell me that that isn't like top ten Eddie solos. I'm. I'm, I'm like I, Justin. Eddie, that's not. You're right. That's not, you're right. Uh, no, Gary has nothing there, to do with yeah. that. But and I saw that tour and it wasn't. That was the Eddie solo tour. That's yeah, the Eddie, Eddie, was, Eddie solo was a, project. Yeah, but there was a lot of things little, happening there. You know, a little coke. A little, there was a lot of things bit. happening. There was there. something that I think that we don't really know about. Going Justin, on, but yeah, so. go ahead. No, go for it. So, um, I, I, just because you know, I've got a guitar player here who appreciates our, our boy here. One of my favorite Zeppelin tracks is uh track what the traveler the would traveler, you stop, stop it, it. He's, he's, is he's, uh, zeppelin one uh, black here. mountainside right oh. so so i guess my point is that i love the fact that eddie does this classical shit because yeah. he's proving i'm more than a one trick pony i guess sure. is what i'm trying to get yeah and that's why i always like that that zeppelin track because it's like oh he's you know he, he's more than just his hard ass badass yeah uh 
so thoughts on on like Spanish Fly and some of the other stuff where he's just like going into the studio. He's like with his dude. He's like, I got this idea. I'm gonna break out this classical guitar, G- guys. In the listen, of all this <laughs> well, I can track I can tell you right now. Just do it. I guarantee you, there wasn't a thought to it. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I guarantee like, you they didn't the go into want, the Eddie. studio and was like, oh, we're going to do the nylon string version of Eruption. Yeah. I bet you they just fucking heard him warming up with some shit and were like, do that! Fucking record it, which, yeah. is, which is how Eruption happened. And the way that Eruption happened was two or three takes. I believe they used the second take from what I've read. And... He that was like his solo for yeah. the like original you know tour or whatever before they got their you know their record deal and such, but when you listen to um some of that more exotic kind of sounding yeah. stuff which we we talked about women in love we talked about now we're talking about Spanish Fly, um I think that he proved that not just only on this record but on a lot of other records that he can you know. He can do it all, and we talked. To, yeah. You talked about it in yeah. um, your "What's on Your Table." Yeah. Fair warning. We talked about a lot of those songs. He was kind of playing. They were darker material, and he was kind of quote unquote playing out, which means like you're playing out of the key and you're playing these kind of jazz shit. His him and Alex's dad, John Van Halen, was a um, war captured guy who was a fucking jazz musician during World War II played um clarinet he actually played uh clarinet big bad billy right he played on big bad bill is sweet william now on diver down and has a really like hip solo on that (laughs) and um no for i mean i i showed that when i was up in uh, cleveland in fucking jazz school i showed that to my fucking professors they're like oh yeah that's a good solo And, Uh, and, and justin with the with the big bad billy that was something that was something my dad was of the he's a world war ii vet of the greatest generation ever been a good man tom dorsey yeah. i mean he my dad loved all the anyway my dad was a big band guy and i remember that was something uh, on the uh, on the diver down album that brought me and my dad kind of together musically That's awesome. can do that. was was listening well, to that and my dad swing. Lo- my dad loved that he never gave me shit about van and I guess halen that's kind after of my that overall picture with like i brought a black mountain side in spanish fly like uh, you you're always gonna have these people who give rock and roll bands shit, you yeah. know, kind of marginalize them as this less than. But then when you have people like Eddie Van Halen just show be like, look, I could play the fucking classical guitar. Yeah. You know, you try this. You know, some you know whoever I don't know, with, name any class. Joe Bonamassa, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm just that was a dick move. I apologize. Part one, that was like, part reference. One, that was part one reference. These one minute songs <laughs> in the buried in these rock and roll records have always b- felt bigger than they really are well, because and it, they're trying to. It's spewed proof. into their actual yeah. radio songs too because it's like they um, with a jazz father they kind of did that and it's funny there's a guy he's cleveland um famous ernie krivda he's a saxophone player he's been around for fucking ever he's about 72 he taught me um he like shit on every rock band there ever was anything like whatever did hey but when he when he brought up van halen he was like but those boys they got fire. Yeah, you know there was, what I mean? a, there like, was a jazz element they, they to have, what Eddie was they writing. Have fire, yeah. something, and there's something honest and genuine. And, that's and incredibility. His uh, "Dance the Night Away," um, that's like probably the biggest quote unquote hit on that record, along with "Beautiful Girls." And that song was supposed to be, especially the little kind of uh, guitar breakdown in it, 
Um, it was supposed to be this very Spanish influence, kind of Latin salsa yeah, feel. Man. And Dave was doing it. The he always way. does that. Did you Dave hear? Does this. He does that. Oh, and you can't you see it because this is the radio. <laughs> what he what danced the night away actually was about. They were playing um, a show in L.A. And this girl, like Dave, went out in the middle of. They used to play like f- you know four you know hour long sets. And he went out for a smoke in between the break or whatever. And he saw this couple fucking getting it on in the car or whatever. And um, she came back in. And when she came back in, she was so fucked up after fucking and drinking and all that stuff. She had her jeans put on backwards. (laughs) And she was up on the bar dancing the night away. (laughs) And that's what what he wrote the song about. He's dancing the night away. You know, and dance the night away. And everyone talks about Van Halen being like uh, a band that loved to throw cover songs on their albums. You know, and dance the night away. Dance the night away has a feeling like... I always thought Van Halen could take a Kinks song. You know, the the joke about the Kinks was if you saw them in the late 80s, if they were ever together, whenever they would get together, uh, and they would do You Really Got Me, they did it like Van Halen. Right. <laughs> they didn't even do it like, well, it, like they wrote it. It's, you know? like, it's like you're no good. Like, uh, up until about like... Well, a, Linda Ronstadt l- didn't l- have anything l- on that. Legitimately, yeah. like, I love the Linda Ronstadt song, and I've always loved the Van Halen and song. it's a great intro. And yeah. Up oh. until about four weeks ago, I didn't realize that they were the same song. See, and, and that's the thing. I was listening to it, and I was like... Holy but, fuck! I was like, Justin, is this the same song? He but, was like, Yeah, dude, you didn't know it was a cover. I was like, Holy shit! But doesn't "Dance the Night Away" sound almost like it should be yeah. a cover? Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. And you're like, and it always blows people mind, uh, blows people's minds when they're like, that Van Halen that, wrote that? that. Well, that's yeah. what they doesn't it they sound play, like when, a cover and, song? And I think '79. They that's when they were playing with uh, Black Sabbath, and I think it was Alex oh, and Alex and Eddie. They uh, were doing an interview in the late 90s and they said like yeah we were going up there playing with Black Sabbath and we fucking playing Dance the Night Away and we're like shit when does the song fucking end? <laughs> like literally They're going tights, through it as shirts. quickly as you can fucking get through well, it. Speaking of Black Sabbath actually uh, Greg you mentioned uh, like the little minute long right, like, like uh, hidden, yeah, tr- yeah, hidden tracks and yeah, albums yeah, yeah. Uh, Embryo Yes. Off of Master's Reality. Yeah. You want Ro- Ross? Be Justin. It Justin is, has to go to the bathroom. It is a fantastic hidden like <laughs> acoustic track. And like whereas like Spanish Fly is uh more like Spanish inspired, uh Embryo is more like the evil, like medieval kind of castle sounding. So it was, it was funny. Like a Toll vibe. Exactly, yes, exactly. Because yeah, like yeah, I, I'm yeah. a I'm a diehard Sabbath there fan. So like he, he mentioned them and I was like, wait a minute, what what kind of what kind of weird deep cut like you know, instrumental songs they have, but Embryo off Master Reality is a fucking. It's great a great, and that's a great record, oh, by the way. But, that, but that's my that's my top Sabbath. Album. But but like Bill Ward, I mean, where does he stand with you? I mean, so, is he on so, the top so of the food chain he, for you, he, Tommy? Yeah. Or? He, here's the deal. In terms of like ultimate drummers of all time, mine would probably be Bonham number one, uh, probably Alex second. Honestly, wow, that's cool, man. And and, and Bill Ward third. And, and and Bill Ward gets a lot of shit, like, and it, it's uncalled for because, like, he, people say he's sloppy and people, you know, but it's, I've always thought it was funny because people say that Keith Moon is amazing and Bill Ward is not, and they're the same fucking dude. Like, Bill Ward and Keith Moon of The Who grew up as jazz drummers. Yeah. And Ross I, is loving, I, Ross I, Wagner's I, it, one cast is loving this. And, and see, I, I've seen I've seen Bill Ward in a thousand different interviews, and he'll be the first one to tell you that he was too shitty to make it as a jazz drummer. 
So like, and I've seen Bill Ward say that a thousand times. And so basically, you know, he like Keith Moon decided that he wanted to go for the hard rock thing because there was a lot of room for experimentation and a lot of room for like freeform shit. So the reason that Sabbath sounds so weird is Sabbath is a heavy metal band with a jazz drummer, you know, and he is God. He's just so good. I want to, like, and we're rounding so third. Unique. We're rounding third here. And, and Tommy, <laughs> I want to throw one more by you because Please. I got to see him last summer when they, uh, it was a, uh, it was Priest and and Purple, Oof. and 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 to see at his age, and, and Dorsey, oh dude, Pace is just praise be. We were we were watching him. We're like, man, Pace is just, he is so damn good. And as much as I always slobber over Blackmore and everything, you know, you you forget about Pace and what he brought to that All band. He's still, oh, yeah. he still, he still is so killer. So. Pace was a dude that was good enough to be a jazz drummer, but decided he didn't like want to be one. And he is, you, you know, screw that whole list I just gave. Bonham is number one for me in terms of drumming, and everyone else is like from the sixties and seventies is number two. <laughs> yeah, because like well, that, yeah. to me too, number two. Yeah, number two. Iron Pace, like when you listen to songs like Burn. Or space trucking, mm. yeah. like you had me at burn, bro. Like, like, I'm a Coverdale that's purple guy. Cover we I'm a Coverdale purple that. guy. I love that but, Glenn Hughes. That, that gets, that gets like two guys yes. in the fucking audience. They're like, oh fuck, yeah. yeah. They're like, doing burn. When yeah. we play burn, people what? are like, what the fuck is this song? And then there's like the two dudes in the back that are like, fuck yeah. yeah seven burn. years ago, seven years ago with White Snake. Uh, no, that's yours, man. Justin, go for it. Do you want it? Do you want it? I got, I got one over here. We're, we're, that's our last beer. It's a last beer, and everyone's kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, burn is good. Uh, White Snake, but I, when I saw it, it was about seven or eight years ago, uh, and Coverdale opened up with Burn, oh, and it was God. just phenomenal. F- fun fact: Iron Gene Pace, Simmons says that's their best record from from the day. From, it's not. I mean, machine I'm, head. What? I'm dude, just, I'm just, I'm just, dude, Burn it's is fucking. Burn is pretty incredible. I, I look. I, Gene, Gene's wild, gonna Gene. Dude. I'm just telling Gene's you. Gene's gonna Gene. I'm Gene's just telling Gene. you. But uh, fun fact: Iron Pace is the only member of Deep Purple that was ever, um, like, never left the band. Never left. Like, like, like from I think they formed in like what '66 um, to today. Literally, what Iron a, Pace is the and, only one that's. And as the much whole as time. I go off on Richie Blackmore, and I still hold Richie, uh, he is on top oh, of the he, food he chain. Is a God. He's on top of the food chain. That uh, come taste the band and Steve Theato years got, ago oh turned me on to that and Tommy Bolin and that whole Killer. record Killer. is just that's an amazing I mean, amazing man on record. The Silver Mountain might be one of the best like top. I guess probably top twenty-five guitar riffs out there. I mean, think about it. Blackmore's had a Blackmore, absolutely. He's had a multi-decade career. I mean, he he keeps he's the riff fucking machine. (laughs) He's the riff. He he, was doing it before Hendrix too, fellas. I mean, and I say that a lot. I say that, but he had he was a couple years ahead of him. Wasn't Hush? Yeah, Papa Hansberry. I got us. I got us, Papa Hansberry. Wasn't Hush released before? Uh, are you experienced? I think Hush was... I, now, I don't know how that all plays out, and we might need to lean on, on Ross Wagner for that, but I, uh, the thing was, Richie was on the scene, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason. I mean, look, Hendrix True. is what it is. Look, I, I just do that to kind of get people all riled up. But but he was Richie was kind of doing it there a little bit before he, he was uh, Jimmy hopped on. Man. And you don't think about that, but Richie has been on the scene that damn long. Yeah. So not to uh, go for it. direct us. Um, so just going over this track list, man, um, it's fucking wild. So we got Dance the Night Away, Out of Love Again, 
Somebody Get Out Me a Doctor, which Somebody Get Me a Doctor was one of the first Van Halen songs. We still have to play that on the queue, baby. Um, you're No Good. We just talked about that. Bottom, Great intro. Bottoms Up. Women in Love, Light Up the Sky, Beautiful Keep Girls, going. DOA, Spanish DOA. Fly. Oh. DOA is so, probably my second DOA after is Women cool, in Love. But here, you know, here's the thing, dude, is, and this is what I fucking love about this goddamn album, is that Bottoms Up is a dope riff, and it, and it features a really cool part in the middle of the breakdown of the song where... Um, Dave, they're doing. Dave's doing his shtick, and he's doing. Come on, mom, 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 baby. And he does a thing where they, they literally, they literally. Can we try to harmonize that? Let's do it. I'll help. No, 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 no. But I'll help. I'm not. Here's. No, I'm not gonna do it because we've on, never. On, no, I. because no, I knew he was gonna fucking tell me to take the fucking top. Come on, mom, 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 baby. Bottoms up. Oh, oh my God, Ehab is spinning right I now. I know. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Jesus oh, Christ, Jesus. get me like, in there. This is so Put much them on the <laughs> fucking strings and drums for God's sake. But Dave, uh, Dave does a thing in that song where he laughs, and it's like, a, it's like a fuck up. But they left in the album. That, I thought that was really cool. That, oh it, it, yeah. It, 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 when you listen to it, you want to sing along to it. It's almost yeah. like a live concert. It's like just Tommy and I were starting there. Yeah, They're in fun. your fucking right. living room, and it's and fun. when we saw him, so I uh, was uh, dating this um, bitch, terrible lady. Oh, oh my god! And um, <laughs> and uh, so so yeah, well, that's dude. the thing is that episode three is that is that Jay I only really <laughs> be part three. Now. I only really date terrible ladies. Like they only really, <laughs> it really only does. They, they get worse do. and worse. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Try like, marrying kind of, bro. So, yeah, I don't know whatever. if they got worse and worse, but they've they've stayed on an even keel. Don't okay, get a ring right. on their finger. They're they're a different kind of. Uh, Justin's good for that. Something. Right. So, but. <laughs> The cool thing was is that and and light up the sky reminded me of this because the last Van Halen tour they opened with light up the sky, and um, it's been a really really long time since they've done that song and that is just one of the fucking most ripping Van Halen songs ever and the best story that I could possibly tell, possibly tell yes. on possibly. your podcast. Please, please, sir, Justin. Today, is, today is is this story about I spent all of my tax returns one year. And it was in 2015. Like, Do you remember like, the exact amount? Because I remember the exact amount. Yeah, it was fifteen hundred dollars for two tickets. <laughs> it was fifteen hundred fucking dollars for two tickets. Second row, Van Halen at the uh, Blossom Music Center in 2015, and that was after I took the uh, lady to uh, fucking Red Rocks for the only Van Halen concert to this date. You saw Van Halen at Red Rocks? Rocks? The only time. And you took a girl? I was so stupid. Tommy, why didn't he take you? Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. So so here's here's my here's my remembrance. Tommy's gonna tell his perspective. So so my perspective is I'm standing at work, right? I used to work at a fry kitchen at Giant Eagle. I used to work at a fry fry kitchen kitchen. uh, working the fries. So so, yeah, North Carolina. Reference part one for that, but uh, it's almost over. So, we're getting there. We're Greg, so, Greg, this is it. We're, we've, we've, we're gonna so, put a bow on it after so, this. So Justin calls me and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing next Monday?" I was like, "Fucking working." He was like, "Do you want to go see Van Halen second row?" I was like, "Uh, <laughs> yeah." Um, 
Yeah, I'll call Let off me for that check. shit. <laughs> he's going to so, ditch Tommy. I feel it's coming. Oh, dude, listen. Here so, it comes. So he spent $1,500 on two VIP, like, second row Van Halen tickets. The whole package. The whole right. thing. Like, what did we get? Like, posters? So we walked in, and we got the whole goodie bag with the fucking poster <laughs> and the fucking shirt and whatever the fuck. And but the coolest thing Cozy. was is we're standing there. Oh yeah! If you yeah. ever if pen. you've ever been to fucking um, Blossom, you walk in, in and it's this yeah. big yeah. fucking yeah. horrible parking's horrible. Hey, it's in up, the middle dude. of nowhere. Horrible. You're parking. literally driving through um, Appalachia as you talk. Uh, <laughs> you're driving through the middle of nowhere, and then you see this big open field, whatever. And we go up, and right before you walk down to the pavilion, they stop us and. You know, they're like, all right, the guys are about to come out and do sound check, whatever, whatever. And then, like, after that, like, nonchalantly, she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen are going to come do sound check, so keep your fucking cool. And <laughs> we're sitting up there at the fucking top of the hill, and Whoa. we just hear just fucking... And they're just fucking, like, riffing and fucking doing whatever no the way. shit. Like, oh, literally. Yeah. And one. she goes, she she oh, said, God. to this day... That's why she's no longer with you, though, Right. Justin. She said, she's no longer with us. She said, she said the first, she said the most beautiful thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. No, no, like, this was not his ex-girlfriend. This right. was no, 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 the tour this, guide. This is the tour guide. Oh, the tour guide. guide. I'm sorry. When Tommy was, was with me, yeah, my real life partner. Okay. Ex-girlfriend went away two weeks before this. Tommy came in. I'm That's how I ended up there was he was like, yeah, so I broke up with her. Want to come watch Van Halen with me? And I was like, That happened. But it's not like that. No more details about that. That happened. Fair enough. So when we came back. Tommy like went with me, Valley, and the tour Valley. got, well, she came back, and she decided she liked another boy, and I'm, you know, it didn't happen, but, you know, whatever, <laughs> that's beside the point. So, we came back, and we went to the show, Tommy and I, and at the top of the hill, I heard the most, the just the greatest news I've ever heard in my entire life. And the lady goes, she goes, hey, so, you don't have to worry about getting in your seats. The guys are ready for you. The guys being fucking Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, like Eddie and Alex. Like, you know, the guys. And, and she goes, just go right on up to the guardrail or whatever. And, are you and, and we're walking. Me? And I told Tommy was fucking There's like spreading. There's of you, two of you. There's probably this, maybe 20 of us. Yeah. It's, the first, it's basically we're, we're the, the only first ones two under rows. 60. Right, right, right. right. right, 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 and, right. And, and these guys are, these fucking, these fucking dudes are like running up. And I told, and Tommy, I'm like, I'm back in him. I'm like, just watch. And as soon as these dudes like walk in front of this lady, she's like, nope, back of the line. You got to walk behind me. And so Tommy and I are fucking standing now you're right front. behind oh, Now it. you're in the oh, front. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we're right behind <laughs> Just we, Just like, I've done this before. I'm like, Stay yo, dude, right listen, her. we got this. <laughs> so we walk before, up boys. and we're, we are literally like as close to me and you can't really see that, but the, the fucking glass. That's within like, 10 right feet. Yeah, that's within, within 10, 10 feet. 10 feet of Eddie Van fucking Halen. Oh, dude. The man, the guy, yeah. my guy. Yeah. I've heard of him. He's the guy. <laughs> I've heard of him. And we're standing there, we're watching him do fucking sound check, just the three Van Halens, and it was, the I don't know, it was like pure bliss. See, it was like, I don't even know what could top that. Here, here, here's what I remember most about that day was like, so like like Justin said, there was like 20 people, 25 people in the VIP group, and, uh, you know, obviously most of them were like, you know... They've seen the diver down. Oh tour. yeah, like like like, right. like they, we only they, wish we they, saw the they, diver right, down. Right, right. You're you're like hanging with old dudes, like yeah, you are hanging, right now. Like, we're like the, the people with the actual money. So like Justin's like, I'm I'm broke. I spent like, all my money. I spent my whole right. tax return. So, Here so, I am. So Eddie Eddie's doing sound check, and he 
at the end of sound check, like he he's talking to the crowd, making all these jokes, we're laughing our ass off. And at the end of sound check, he flicks a guitar pick straight at Justin. Like somehow, Justin, like you he catch it, right? Somehow, you catch you know, it. I'll wait. No. Oh, Big old dude, like uh, like like eight oh, foot tall dude, man. snatches the thing right out of the air. So I'm like, I'm fuck. Pissed. I'm like, I'm, I'm pissed. So basically, like I paid for the whole way up to the to the blossom because I'm like, dude, you you paid for these tickets. So fast forward to the middle of the Van Halen set, right? Because we watched Kenny Wayne Shepherd open for him, which and was awesome. uh, Love which Kenny. was which so, was, was Noah cool. with him singing. It was Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And double trouble. Yeah, like okay, the, that's enough. The well, that's for another trouble. episode. Dude, that's we'll a whole other yeah, episode. Come, it yeah. was stupid. It yeah, was. Stupid. We'll, we'll talk in August. So, that <laughs> well, that's so, in August. So then, so we're in the middle of the Van Halen set, and we're standing there again. We're the only people like first ten rows, like below the age of sixty, and we're standing there. Me and Justin, like both throwing the double thumbs up, right? right. Just like we're killing it. It's it's holy. Sh- I mean, like yeah, dude. it's like un- unlike any other show I've ever seen, and. Eddie just stares straight at both of us and gives us the thumbs up. Uh, and I was like, my first impression was like, okay, he has to be doing that straight to us. And then he goes from the thumbs up and flicks a second pick now. Second pick. First one with sound check. This Justin, is the second. you catch this one, straight don't the, you? No. Intercepted. Listen, listen Intercepted. my boy. Intercepted, right? So I'm like, okay, fuck this. Next pick that is it two leaves, times. Let, next, think about this, Justin. Justin, I want you to think about this. I remember the song. I remember the song. I want you to think about this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Remember remember the the second time, this. it was the end of Romeo Delight, and he fucking flicked it. He fucked, that motherfucker looked me right in the goddamn <laughs> eye, and he fucking <laughs> flicked it right at me. I know, you should see Justin's oh, face. Oh, right. He's yeah. so I've never off. seen the side of Justin. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, here's the deal. My boy, like, Got me second row at Van Halen. He knows like, what I would I, do if it was John Bonham. Like, I'm if he a, was I'm around. A, I'm you a gonna, a, we would have his back. Right, oh, I'm, I'm going to kill somebody to get right. this next Tommy's pick. taking a life. Here. So, 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 end of the show, right? Last, like, they hit the last chord of the last Jump, song. Like, they're and, like boom, crazy time. Everybody's so, looking at the floor. And so, right, like, right. so Eddie oh, walks up to the front of the stage, and, like, they come out with the, these huge boxes of picks, and they're throwing them, right? But Eddie himself mm-hmm. walks up to the front of the stage and just, like, flicks this pick off out of nowhere and it sails directly between like Justin's huge head of hair and my head of hair and somehow doesn't get caught in either of them and it goes between us and lands on the floor in the aisleway behind us and I'm like fuck no mine so I go down I'm like I I got you boy so I go down and cover the pick with my hand and about a quarter second after that this chick with like eight inch high heels stomps the fuck out of my head she was going going for it she was going for she, blood. She's drilling she, for like, oil. Like she drew blood and like stomped the fuck out of the top of my hand. And I was like, "No, bitch, this pick is for Justin." So I like grab her whole ankle and like lift it up. Lord, top. And like, it, was, it was World War Three. It, it was, was literally crazy. Normandy oh Beach. God, so I, I come be, out of this. We're supposed to be I, enjoying I, this. <laughs> oh, we enjoyed it, all right. We, oh, he I, didn't I, feel it at that point. I That's the feel, thing. He, I he felt it the next day. So I come out of the fray and I just open my hand and there's this Frankenstein painted pick. Literally. Literally. I grabbed Justin. I was like, dude. I almost cried, dude. That's why he's your drummer. That motherfucker is in the top fucking shelf of my fucking dresser right now, just fucking stored now, away. Now, Justin, <laughs> just remember, and, and Tommy, you as well, when you throw the sticks out. Oh, yes. You can either do it like that. You can do the Rick Nielsen approach and just make sure everyone, everybody gets everyone, one. Everyone, everyone, gets one. everyone gets a pick. 
But just think hey, about that. What it means, right? Right? It's cool. Okay. It's not. It's. it's Do you it's know that I'm else. creating? And I'll show you later. I'm creating a half sleeve on my arm with the pics that I've caught throughout my life. Really? Holy I shit. have Dave Murray. I have. I'll show you. Praise but I've got him. from 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 Iron Maiden. I've got other guys, but I've created a half sleeve of pics that I've caught because that story you told that means so much. That's, oh, dude, that, that was that them. was a monumental moment in like both of our lives, and that just that goes to show you what rock yeah. and roll can do. It does. That's what that's rock and roll does to us. When we look, when I at least when I look back in my life, that's one of the things that I will cherish, right, forever. Yes. All right. right. And this, yes, because we are wrapping. Here comes Ross Wagner, one cast uh, from whatever season that was. When we got, <laughs> like it's okay. So, guys, we you're our fourth year. You're our fourth house band. Yes. You know, the Jackass Genius was good, but they are what they are. Love those guys. You know, they're a, a cover band and, no and, and no regrets. Dude, Rock I saw those, those guys at Oktoberfest. They kicked ass. Right, right. Red Light Go. And now we got you guys. Hell yeah. What I saw at the Breakfast Club, you come back after the show ends and you start playing your, your set afterwards. Oh, yeah. Sure. And you start off with Working Men. Oh, yeah. Then you go into. Uh, Stranglehold. Oh, yeah. Yep. And my thought is, okay, I guess they're just going to play snippets of very good songs. And- the whole fucking <laughs> song, And then you play the whole, <laughs> the whole fucking, fucking song of Stranglehold. <laughs> and then you came back to finish it off with the rest of working. <laughs> Where'd you guys come up with that? <laughs> you, you know, I- That was impressive. And, and Ross, we all were talking about that, and he's not alone in this. Everyone there thought that that was- Honest to God, fellas, that that's really cool the way that's you were right. able to do that. But you did, and like Ross said, stranglehold in its entirety. And for those of us in the in the radio business, that's like eight thirty seven. Oh yeah. But I'm just saying, we call those Waffle House songs because yeah. we can head to Waffle House and get back. <laughs> you right next door, and you. But that was amazing. Like- but then you went back to Working Man. Who thought of that? That was killer, boys. That was killer. Honestly, that was we, an op- that was a combination of me and Tommy yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was definitely that a was definitely not concoction. I think that that, that what, came about in the three piece. Well, era. what we realized is is that Working Man is such. So we we took all these bands, you know, and we said let's hear some songs we could potentially cover. Blah blah blah. Obviously, Rush is like a band you don't fucking touch. Got to be careful. You got to be careful, oh, yeah. and it's, there's it's a touchy. lot of. I mean, there's a crazy. They got a shit. decent drummer, but Tommy. That's, but that's mm-hmm. what. That's one of the like. Very Midland. That's why we went with the John I hate Rutsy to say song. it as because there's. I'm a huge oh, Rush true. fan. It's a Rutsy. But I hate to fucking say it, but that's like one of the top three Rush songs. Oh, well, that like, was the one that got him started in Cleveland, guys. Honest, you know honest I mean? to God, that was, if we're that was Cleveland Rocks. That was the big fucking thing. Excuse me. And when we, again, we talked about doing stranglehold and we were just talking about doing something different and there was a little section in the middle where the key change worked and i don't know we just kind of did it yeah it's, on, we, honest, uh, it's it just kind of happened honest to god the way i remember it was is this is back in the three-piece era so yeah was playing bass and we wanted to learn work man so so bad because it was it's just such a bad that's ass a song. perfect midwest it's, rust it's belt god, thank you well yes but that's song. what started it for rush it, and cleveland guys so we wanted to learn that song so we were in the process of learning that song now justin has known the entirety of stranglehold since he was like eight years old <laughs> so i have heard him play that solo I was nine like and a half thank four hundred thousand times right. like throughout our career in plain old henry and then you know early in a black coffee he always just diddles with that and so 
we got <laughs> I remember because we were playing working man and we got to the the bass solo and Ehab hadn't learned it so we hit that cymbal crash and there was nothing there and we were like well, dude you're supposed to do the bass solo and you know the fight ensued and we're like well, well it's like, well, come on we're, we're singer, like, you're, learn you're, the you're, fucking supposed, you're supposed to learn the fucking yeah right come on why can't you learn the giddy lee bass solo come on you've been so, playing bass for a while right, it's pretty right. easy we're, we're right trying, trying to shit up. so so it's not like it's hard dude come on so we, we sit there so we sit there and we listen to the song like four times and Eob's like oh i got this i got the bass solo now so we play the song again and we hit this we hit the symbol crash and there's no bass solo again he and had I, it all right. I'm about to go in on Ehab. I'm about to go like I'm about to be like destroy his life. And Justin, like I, in whatever part of his brain, just like is pissed off or whatever, and just starts playing Stranglehold. And I was like, "Fuck, I think that works." Wait a goddamn minute. So Let's we, try that. think so, about that, so guys. That, that's where that later that's where down that, the road. That's even. where that mashup later came down from. the road. And uh, and then basically we were like, dude, we should try to like. Make that the entire middle of the song and come back. It, so that's that's fit. where we we flowed. Ross back into is right, Man. and it was great, and that absolutely brought the house down. So that is something to think about, especially if you guys you know down the the road here and you you're, you're find yourself in the Midwest again. You, you know, need twelve minutes of material, and you need oh, yeah. twelve minutes, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> we have so much material now to where that it's like if somebody asks us asks us to play for an extra hour, right. We just do it. You're yeah. It's like four songs. It's it's like, like if we play if we if we <laughs> play like it right, songs. it's like four fucking songs. It's it's two songs, a drum solo, and a jam session. hold, and then the <laughs> dram, and then the jam session, and we good. We're good, baby. But like like literally, we play uh, all along the Watchtower, and then we do like a whole blues jam section, which is like seven minutes long. The whole right? thing so, is so, about fifteen. So the entire thing is like fifteen minutes long, and then we do work and hold, which is like another fifteen minutes plus a ten minute drum yeah. solo, and then we just need to play two more. More songs and we're done. So, guys, that's how you, you Ross, go ahead and wrap it up here because I want I want to kind of round third okay, here. I'm old enough to be your dad. I'm 55, right? That is my dad's age. I was influenced by the late 60s and the 70s rock world. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, I I'm not a hair band guy. I mean, I'd like your hair, <laughs> but, but I'm not a hair band guy for the most part. Well, we're not but, a hair band, but so. but I hear. And I see you guys reinventing what what is now called classic rock for mm. my generation. Where do you think it can go? Do you think that your generation can realign themselves? This with will bring the us full circle. This will bring us full circle oh, yeah. from where we started this conversation, guys. Right. Do you think your generation, Tommy, started <laughs> of, of of passion for classic rock can reinvite the your your generation into classic rock songs? Absolutely, absolutely. I, 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 because like, and again, we were part one and early into this. That, this that's exactly. This is full was, circle. We, we were talking about that with you know that's the exactly mid, Midwestern right. rock movement, and and my thing is like, you know, people say classic rock. I'm not really down on the term classic rock. I just call it rock. Because because well, it's new to us, right? Well, well, well here a, you go. A, they, a, they, you know, Ross, we're looking yeah. at these new three right now. B, it's it's. It's just rock as as what it's we believe it because to me rock and roll is three four five six dudes playing music through amps real deal no filter the way it's fucking supposed no to be no auto tune no auto tune no yeah click man track, no, that's all no, that's no all we want studio, that's all we want exactly no studio wizardry bullshit and I'm kind of as and, a radio DJ. 
kind of leaning on you guys to save my job. <laughs> but you but want reality. I really want right. you guys to you know, save my job. I want you to save my job. You're not 21 pilots. Uh, no. Oh, my no God. Ross, I actually, stop I actually it. Stop like it. I know. 21 is actually, they. hey, they're Columbus boys. Columbus right boys. On. Right on. We pull for them. Absolutely. Like I've said before, and I think it's, I think we're very, very lucky to have you guys on our team as far as repping us and how we're going to as far as Ohio as far as this scene as far as how we're going to represent what we do in this movement this is a movement we talked about in episode 1 i think you guys wear your influences on your sleeve but your black coffee and see and i think that's what's going that's that's what's going to change the game and that's i think what we're all excited about so just keep doing that <laughs> and i think i think we're i think everything's going to fall into place for you guys and for those of us who are are, are like in your in your corner and, and are going to watch you guys do this and and go on this ride. So just just go with it. Go with it. Us. Well, then they'll remember us. They'll <laughs> and, remember and us. But I, I think just go with it, Tommy. That's right. that's honestly what we hope is because for me, like you know, rock and roll is an attitude. It's not really a musical style. Because like back in the day, there was just there was a a legitimate like fucked man attitude like we're gonna do our own thing so there was there was so many bands that were so different like when you compare Jimi Hendrix to the doors to deep purple to Zeppelin to van early van Halen like they're all rock and roll none of them are even close close. like like you you can't even put the doors and van Halen in the same filing cabinet let alone this is exactly why I had you guys on? And, this and, is exactly the way I want to end it. Because right. this is this. You guys, you've got it. You got. You guys know. You guys know. You guys know. We just geek out. It we is. Love it, it, is. Love it is. It is. But the thing is, you know, I mean, going all the way back to your original point was like, you know, can quote unquote classic rock have a future? The answer is yes. Yeah. Like we're it's rock. We're, we're twenty. It's rock. We're twenty. Early twenties, mid twenties, aged. We weren't. We didn't grow up listening exclusively to Elvis and Chuck Berry and that kind of stuff. Like, actually, like Zeppelin and Deep Purple actually did. We actually grew up listening to those guys. But the thing is, is there's bands that are coming out nowadays, um, and I, I would like to think, you know, that we're one of them that have the same attitude and have the same approach that those bands in the 60s and 70s did we just have different technology and different influences so it's it's got that same heart and it's got the same soul but you know it's fresh and it's modern and it's got a, a road ahead rather than just being a throwback there's a know? difference from what you guys are doing and what the group from the early 2000s is doing and and and, and this is why i'm going back to my generation and generation x that's why i think we're kind of counting on you guys because it feels that way. We talked about the Seattle scene. We talked about the grunge music. That was it, fellas. That yeah. was it. They're the ones, when you think of like Pearl Jam and what they were able to do with like their influences of The Who and Neil Young, they were wearing the right influences. And I yeah. think this group is as well. That's kind of why we're excited. Yeah. It hasn't been this way in a long time, Justin. And I think this group, and I'm even more excited that it's coming out of the Midwest. Yeah, you know there are, there are some groups coming over from England, and we're always going to have that influence. Sure, we're Absolutely. always going to have that influence. Absolutely, but I think what you guys are doing is is different. It's different, and and we wish you guys the best of luck oh, yeah. in this. And I know it's going to happen for you because you can feel it. Because anyone, you know, when Gene Simmons and these people say that rock is dead, we know it's not. I think no. it's just a matter of people want this. 
And I think you guys are going to eventually be able to give it to them. And everything so, goes in cycles. And it does, man. But this has been a longer cycle, Justin. Yeah, it this has. This has been longer, and this is why people are throwing out the rock is it's dead. It's been a while. It's never been that way. You know, through the 70s, yeah. we were able to kind of survive through the 80s, yeah. right? And then my generation, that's the, that's the group. Generation X Push are the ones on that brought you yeah. Pearl Jam and Nirvana yeah, and absolutely. Soundgarden and Alice. And that that was us. Yeah. That was us. And and yes, we love the Dawkins and all these bands that I love to talk about, but it ran its course. Right. And and Absolutely. rock needed to kind of survive. And that's why we were able to get it done in the early nineties. But there was a seventies feel to what those guys were doing. Oh, you dude, listen yeah. to Pearl Jam. Yeah. Like I said, you hear the Who, you hear Neil, Neil Young. Young. You yes. hear that stuff. Because yes. guys like Dorsey, and I've had Dorsey yeah. on this show before. Yeah. He's a lost soul. Yeah. I mean, he's early thirties. But he's not a millennial. We don't know what the he's fuck not, to do, dude. Hey, he's man, not a millennial. a millennial. He's not a millennial. Right? Well, he's a millennial. You right are, here. and and so <laughs> and so is the guy over here that produces my show. But this is this is the beauty, and this is how I want to close it out. But Ross, go ahead, because okay, so I think this is the most important thing of what we're talking about. I bought two copies of your albums. Okay. I sent one of them to my brother, who's sixty-four. I and I gave one to my daughter, who is twenty-three. It's the only thing they're listening to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Doug Blessing. The, the Doug Blessing great. talked about your guys' show at Muddy Creek. That's awesome. He said there were people from 17 to 18 to 65. <laughs> that's, guys, that's, that's, what we want. that's, that's something. What we that's want. exactly what because, you want. Because, because like, you're making us happy yeah. and you're making the younger people happy. You, yeah. see, you, the, see the, you, see, like, you see the 50, 60 year olds in the crowd. And that for me is is validation, like saying like, hey, yeah. it these, should be these motherfuckers it be. saw the OGs, like the they, they, real they, they're yes. rocking out, they and they're rocking out to our shit, you know. Even the but grandmother got... out there dry humping herself in front yeah. of you. Okay, <laughs> right now, now they are taking this is Especially we're talking about her. a movement. We just we went a minute too long. Yeah, we went uh, a minute too long. All right, so here we go. Uh, That's exactly bye, Ross. Bye, bye, Ross. Say bye to Ross, everybody. There he goes. Bye, Ross. You'll see him again. Go ahead and thank the people we need to thank, and then I'll take care of the boys here. Subscribe at iTunes, and while you're on iTunes, rate and review us, please. And you guys too, uh, uh, share with your friends because when you, you know, there's Matrix and fancy digital things on iTunes. So we're doing quite well, though. I'm excited to see. I've seen um, some of the stuff. And, And final analysis, and I'm very appreciative of the people that listen to this this podcast. And like I've said, here's the deal: I've got guys my age, I got gals my age. Let, let the younger people hear this show. The bands that we're talking about, I want the younger generation to hear this. And I want the younger generation uh, to see the, these cats that we've got here uh, right. with us right now. Grass I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man. It is. It is, man. Um, uh, follow us on Instagram and yep. Vinyl Analysis. Um, we're on the QFM Facebook page and QFM website, QFM96.com. Yep. Plus, uh, we have a Spotify playlist, so we'll probably just do one big joint. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Right on. So go on to Spotify for uh, search for uh, Archie Vinyl Analysis. You guys are these next couple years are going to be huge for you guys, and it, <laughs> and it's going. Yeah, well, it, regardless, Make however the story it, ends, yeah. this 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 is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to we're watch. We're going to either successfully do it or we're going to successfully. Fuck everything I'm excited. Successfully. I don't really know. Justin way, Young. I can't wait for the Netflix biopic. I know, kid. Oh, no kidding. I can't wait to see who's yeah. going to play Justin yeah, I'm and Tom. For, I'm ready for that. <laughs> oh, to, I can't wait. Like, who would play Justin? Me. It's going to be the the kid in. Um, it's going to be the kid in Stranger Things. 
Which the little one? kid with the oh, black hair. Oh, with the, the black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my, that's, they yeah, may yeah. throw a wig on talk. Paul Rudd as real well, talk. boys, for oh, either one talk. of you. All right, for I'll either go. one of you guys. I'll be all right for Paul Rudd. <laughs> right on, man. Fun. He's a huge Rush fan, I'm, I'm so done. that's why I'm I love done. him. Uh, Justin Young, boss. Tommy McCullough from Black Coffee. Make sure Ehab and, and Nick, you guys uh, say hey to them, and we're going to get them on. No. Okay? Okay, Tommy, that's fine. Then don't. Then that's why I'm saying this now. We're coming back again. Guys, we're all pulling for you. We're all pulling for you. We're all pulling for you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. For producer, Greg Hansberry. Yes. yes. I am Arch Madness. He gives us. This Arch. has been Vinyl Analysis. Ooh. As always, kids, stay frosty. No, bitch, this bank is for justice.